welcome to another edition of Don't Tell Me to Shut Up. I know I've been MIA for a long time. It's very difficult to uh, stay consistent with this, but I'll do my best. But what made me decide to do a podcast today uh, has a whole lot to do with me being in my feelings. Uh, and and not necessarily in a, uh, I'm not going to say in a totally bad way, um, but I also can't say in a good way. On social media this morning, now I had a lot of other things to do, but I felt it was imperative for me to get into my feelings and, and do so in this particular podcast. Don't tell me to shut up, which was, I felt apropos. So I'm on social media this morning and I see this clip of uh, Tyler Perry that has gone viral. In the clip, Tyler Perry is talking about, now I don't know the context of this particular conversation. I don't know how it started. I don't know how it ended. I just know what I saw. So I'm treading lightly because I love, admire, and respect Tyler Perry. Love, I use very loosely because I don't know him. (laughs) Um, And so he's talking about women, men, relationships, love, and whatnot. And of course, economics, because that always comes into the conversation. And from what I understand, his overall point is that women have this laundry list of things, specifically successful women have this laundry list of things in terms of what a man should earn and how he should be in relations to her. And at the end of it, he says, you know, well, first of all, let me back up a bit. He goes on to talk about how if a man is at least coming to the table with something and just doing what he can and at least loving you and supporting you, that that should be fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. And he went on to say how he knows relationships that are as such, and they're wonderful. And in the end of this particular Uh, block, he says, well, go ahead and keep your list. I hope it works out for you. Immediately, I become irritated. And the reason I become irritated is I feel as though every single day that I choose to get on social media, there is some conversation, some argument, some lecture about how black and brown women should comport themselves, what we should expect, where our bar should or shouldn't be, and setting all of these parameters and boundaries about relationships and love and economics and everything as it relates to women. And I'm sick of it. Sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. Sick of it. I want it to stop. I want it to stop. Now, there are a couple of points that I don't have an issue with what Tyler Perry says. I don't have an issue with, if that works for you, do that. I can't tell anybody how to love. I can't tell them um, how economics should play into their relationship. I can't do that because I only know what works for me. It's interesting. I know what works for me, but Black men seem to feel as though they know what works for every black woman. Right. That's problematic for me. And I'm not, um, I'm not too arrogant to say that I, I can't speak for black men, nor would I try to put on them what they should and what they shouldn't do. 
I'm trying to figure out why we can't get reciprocity. I look to the left of me and to the right of me to try to figure that out, and I can't do it. I don't know why that is. I don't understand it. And what's interesting is, I don't know a black man. I'm not saying that there's not one out there. I don't know a man, period, who raises a daughter to want less than what he has done for her. I feel as though most women or most men, rather most fathers, raise their daughters to comport themselves in a particular way, to carry high standards when it comes to men. They give them advice about what bullshit not to take from men. And they try to set them up so that they are successful. They want them to go to school. They want them to be educated. They want them to have a great job and have a great career and make good money so that they can make a good living. I've never heard a man tell a a woman, a father tell a daughter, uh, I want you to set yourself up so you can take care of a man. Never have. So where are we getting these stats from? Who's coming up with this? I don't get it. I'm trying to figure it out. There's just so many things that are like... uh... This brings up so many, so, so, so many topics. Like first, why you're right. There's so many, every time you open social media, there's somebody telling you what to do or what not to do as, as black women. And even just in relationships overall. And then the other problem is it, it brings a topic as to how come our men can catch up. Well, I understand in some cases why they can't catch up or why they won't catch up. What I don't understand is how that became my fault as a black woman, as a successful black woman. How did that become my fault? The other thing is I don't see anybody saying this about white women. Yeah. I don't hear any conversation about white women who expect a certain thing or, you know, when it comes to relationships, I don't hear that. And I'm trying to figure out why is it that black and brown women have to lower their standards, but nobody else does. That is what is most irritating to me. I will also say that there was a time when black women were at the bottom of the totem pole, that we made the least amount of money. We were the least educated because for the most part, we were staying at home. We were taking care of the house. We were taking care of the family. We were taking care of our husbands and their second families. We were doing a lot. And then all of a sudden we said, enough of that. I'm going to educate myself. And I think that in situations where we didn't do it for ourselves, I came from an era where my grandmother didn't do it. So she made sure her daughter did it. And her daughter being my mama made sure that I did it. Yeah. And I think it, it falls under the umbrella of wanting more for your children and not just for the girls, She did it for my brother, too. My brother just, you know, chose his own path or whatever. But I know she wanted me to be more than just a housewife. And I think the greatest thing that you can give a young woman is hope. A young black woman at that, because that's all we need is hope. Once we get hope, we'll fight for the rest. And I think that is how we were able to shift the tide. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the system didn't have something to do with why black men 
um, were able to or unable to keep up or to continue to excel. I think some of them made bad choices. I think some of them are caught in a system that is uh, designed to work against them. But so are we. Most black women are in the same system. We all work in positions as black women, successful or not. We work in a position where the men next to us make far more money than we do. So the odds are still stacked against us, but we still win. Right. That's not to say that it's all fair for guys and they can't seem to do it. But my ire really comes down to why is everything our fault? Yeah. No, you know, what, what the hell? And then to listen to, you know, a guy that I have so much respect for. He's a black man who plays a black woman, <laughs> who sells to black women. And then he says this about black women. Yeah. Leave us alone. We worked hard. And even if I just brought it down to myself and I don't talk about all other black women, I'll talk about me. Life of me ain't been no crystal stare. Okay. I had to work hard. I've been, you know, tossed out of apartments. I've lost houses. I've lost cars. I've lost jobs. I've been dead broke. All of it has happened, but I kept fighting and I kept pushing and I just kept believing that against all odds, I could make it. Now, why all of a sudden is it my fault that any other guy that I run into, I don't know what his life was like or what his walk was like. I don't know. What I do know is now that I've done all of those things, what I don't want to do is now dumb myself down just so I can come back down to somebody else's level. And that is not a dig at anybody right. at all. It is basically being equally yoked. I would never say that I want a man and he has to make five times more money than me. No, I just want a man who works. Yeah. I want a man who brings some money in the house the way that I do. Because what Tyler Perry said was that it's, a, you know, that he loves and supports. Key word is support. Yeah. How are you going to support me if you can't make money? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you should just do as you, as you please. If if you feel that somebody who's not working, not, I'm not saying that this is what he said, um, but if you feel like dating somebody who's not working and then they want to be a stay-at-home dad or person, that's your thing. If you want to date somebody who still works but doesn't make more than you, do that. If you want to date somebody that makes more than you, I think everybody should just do whatever they like. Like whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think whatever works for them. Yeah. My thing is not just considering what is in my face, but trying to be honest about the things that are that I can't see. Yeah. Right? Things that are down the road. We all know relationships are hard. Right. They're not easy. Certainly marriage, although I've never been married, I hear and I see all around me that it is not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. So you add to the mix that as the female, you're the only one working. You don't think that's going to get old? No, you don't think it's going to get old that after a while, I'm like, why do I have to pay for every time we go out to eat? <laughs> or why yeah. is it that if I want to take a, a dream vacation that I know I can afford, that I got to put the bill for me and for you too? Right. No, and I, and I think it, it goes both ways. Like, I feel like dudes who are in that position, well, not all, let me, let me not make a general statement. A lot of guys who have been in that position where the woman gets paid more, I feel like it after a while it hurts their ego. Because they may not be able to do, if you're a provider, if you have that provider 
instinct in you. And then there's other people that are a little scamish. I don't understand the first statement. Do you mean the you the mean guy. when the woman makes more money? Yeah. Okay, because okay, you said the guy. I was like, wait a second, that well, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so when the guy, I've seen a lot of instances or I've read about a lot of instances where the guy doesn't make a lot of money, but then their ego can take that later down the road. So I think it goes both ways. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know that it goes both ways like that, but I do believe that men say they can handle not being the breadwinner mm-hmm. and then they get in the situation and it's an issue. I myself have been in a situation like that where I was the breadwinner or I'm not going to say the breadwinner because all the bread was mine. <laughs> I was eating my own bread because I was not married to this guy, but I made more money than he did. And it was always an issue and it was always him making it an issue, not me. And right. I knew then if this is going to be, you know, our point all the time when we argue, what are we doing? And so I chose to leave that situation. And then, you know, I made the point on this particular site on social media that women are dragged no matter what they do. We're dragged if we decide that, you know, we don't make a lot of money and we try to marry up or be in relationships with somebody who does make more money, then we're gold diggers. And then if we are the ones who make a lot of money and we get with a guy who doesn't, you make fun of us and you say, oh, my God, I can't believe you're in the gutter with that guy. Oh, I can't believe you could do better than that. Or, you know, the guy who doesn't have any money, I'm not going to name drop, but takes advantage of the situation that he's in with the woman who has more money. We've seen that a lot. And so it's like you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Yeah. So I just want to know, like, when did uh, marrying up become an issue? Because you see it everywhere. You see it in all movies, whether it's black or white. Like, you aspire to marry up. And up means whatever. Like, you, depending on what socioeconomic place you're at, up can mean whatever is up from what it is that you're at now. So it doesn't have to be hella rich. But... I just want to know, like, when did that become an issue? Was it when women actually started working? Because prior to that, when you actually had to stay at home and cook, like, I don't think it was an issue. Well, I think historically, women came to the table slightly equally yoked, which is why they had to provide a dowry. Right? right to the man so that would be kind of like the equal weather back in the day it was goats and land or you know here are the gifts and things like that and then we became more civilized and we stopped doing that and i think you know i don't know when it happened honestly but i do know there was a time when you know Rich people married rich people because you wanted to keep the bloodline rich. You wanted right. to keep that generational wealth. And so even in other cultures, you know, where dowries were instituted, where if you were marrying someone's daughter, their daughter would make sure that the father would make sure that they had all of these things, land and fine linens and gold or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I didn't live back then. I just know what I read. And then I feel like, I don't know at what point, maybe it was when women's liberation came in to be and women started fighting for equal rights and equal pay and that kind of thing in the workplace. And I think the value became different because I think traditionally speaking, the women didn't make money. Right. You couldn't. 
Right. You had to stay home. You had to raise the kids. You had to, and at that time, even men didn't really think a lot about money like that. The only thing they thought about was just maintaining a good home. Also at that time, you could be a gas station attendant and that was okay. And it was respected because you went to work every day. You went to work on time. You worked hard and you came home. That was respectable. That's not respectable now. You know, the types of jobs, the kind of money, the types of superficial things that you can buy, all of that changed over the years. And I think with that change came about all of these things. You saw a time when, again, you could just have a regular job at a gas station or at a grocery store or at a pharmacy or at a bank and that, or at a, at a, uh, at a, 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 I can't even think of them now because we really at a factory. Mm -hmm. You don't really have a lot of those anymore. But that was a respectable job and you were respected and you didn't really care so much about amassing things, material things. What you wanted was a good name. You wanted to have a good family and you wanted that family to have a good future. Right. right? And the woman stayed at home. Then women had the ability to start their own businesses, to get loans, to be able to buy a house in their own name and educate themselves. They had the right to vote. All of that began to cause society, I think, to shift a little bit. And I'm not going to say it was for the worse. I think it was for the better because I think it now allowed women, black and white, to not be considered second class and third class citizens. But I also think it was men. And I honestly, it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Because you could say men set it up where... Um, having a lot of money and being, you know, flashy and having fancy cars is what started because they began to boast about those things Mm -hmm. in order to get the woman. If you look at any black and white movie, or if you go all the way back, it was the guy in the fancy convertible sports car with a nice suit who had, you know, this great executive job and he knew I could get any woman I want. And he wanted those things so he could have the pretty girl because he knew pretty girls like pretty things. So I don't know if that came about because the pretty girls couldn't get a good job or a job that paid enough money to buy the pretty things themselves. And the men knew that they, because they were the ones who set it up. They're the ones who laid out the parameters in terms of what men men make versus what women make. They set the rules. Okay. And so women were not in a position to buy these pretty things, but they knew women wanted them. How do you get it? If you can't buy it yourself, you get a man who can. Okay, so then if you set the standard, then what's the problem? Well, first of all, I think you have to get men to admit that they set the standard. They're not going to do that because then that buys right into patriarchy. They don't want you to, they don't want, they don't even like that word. They don't like the word, the, the phrase toxic masculinity. All of that to me is one big blob. Because, I mean, I'm not, this is not my opinion. This is a fact. Who, who came up with the rules for society? Men. It's yeah, not no sure. guessing to it. It's men. You don't have to think about it. Men. Yeah, they do, they who are who runs the majority of the the big companies in this country? Men. Men, white men. He with the gold makes the rules. So, you know, it, so men knew this is what women want. They like the fancy car, they like the handsome guy. They like this this and whatever. So, if I want the pretty girl. I got to flash my car and my money because I know she wants pretty things and she can't afford them herself. I can remember growing up and you know what women would say? Not black women, of course, but 
in the movies. Mm-hmm. I want a big house with a white picket fence and, you know, three, 2.3 kids and a dog. So if that was happening in the 30s and the 40s, right. but a woman couldn't buy a house until what, like the 60s or something, how was she going to get that big house? With a man. Marry a rich man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell? It's crazy. And then I think, you know, you fast forward and you think about, you know, the early 90s and the the early 2000s and black men specifically knew women wanted these things. They wanted to be associated with things that they could not get at that time on their own. And so when you go back and you look at all the music videos, what are they doing? Throwing money. Yeah, throwing money. Throwing big parties, waiting for the girl, the pretty girls to come through. Why are you driving around in that dope car? Because I want to attract pretty girls. I'm not thinking about, well, I can't say they're not thinking about men because I don't know. Nowadays, right. it could be one or the other. <laughs> Do what you like. But the point is, I personally think that's how all of this began to come about. And then what they didn't expect was for black women specifically to be able to purchase all of these things on their oh, own. Yeah. You've not known another time, at least in my lifetime, that when black women specifically were able to start their own businesses, to become multimillionaires, to be able to take all of these trips around the world and to be able to buy the kind of house they want, drive the kind of car they want, buy their own diamonds, all of that. And I think it is driving men, black men in, in, insane. I think it's driving them crazy. Not all of them, let me be clear. Do not want to paint everyone with one broad brush. But I think now it used to be a good thing to be able to say, I raised a daughter who doesn't have to depend on a man. Right. She can live her own life. She's successful. She's smart. You know, look at what she's done. Then if that be the case, why all of a sudden now is it that when you say that immediately, a lot of men will say, yeah, but she's bitter and she's lonely and right. she's this, that, and the other. And blah, blah, blah. I just it flies in the face of, of common sense to me. Yeah. And then the poor, the poor chicks who, who are successful and they date dudes who don't make the money that they make. You read these horror stories about how they got married and then a year in or two years in, you know, they're with their, there's one right now hitting me up telling me their story. They're talking about their mister, their, their mistresses and the scams and, you know, oh, you know, now he, he broke up with me and I got to pay him alimony. Yeah. It, it's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Society is backwards. I mean, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I really do. I just, my thing is why, and I get it, it is a very utopian way of thinking, but why can't black men just be proud and happy of the success that we have as black women or that we have the opportunity to go after in the way that we would be proud and happy. And we are proud and happy when one of our brothers becomes super successful. I don't get that word. And I'm not saying that that's the case in every situation, but my thing is we should just support one another, be happy for each other's success and love each other based on that. Amen. I mean, that's just my two cents. You're right, though. I mean, but it doesn't mean that, I mean, would you date somebody who made less money than you? No. I mean, I hate to be, I, I, I hate to, to bring up something terrible, but I will. And 
it may not. And I know because I don't know these people. And so I'm not going to call any names. I'm just going to drop the scenario. I don't know them. I don't know their business, but I know a story of someone who was successful, who is successful mm-hmm. and has been successful for a long time. Okay. And she fell in love with a guy. She gave a guy a shot who didn't even have a car. Okay. She gave him a chance. They got married. They lived together, had kids. Everything seemed great. And then all of a sudden they divorced. I don't know the reason behind the divorce, but it was a little icky for a minute. And then it got better. And in my head, I could not help but wonder her career is so much better than his and she's doing so much more. Was that the source of contention? I don't know. Right. I mean, because if you are successful, you're not going to be home a lot. So if you're away and somebody else is at home all the time because they're not as successful, I could see that causing a little space to come between you. Right. But, I mean, wouldn't it be um, like the same thing if the man made the, the most money? If, you, like, if you're making some money, unless you're like uber rich and don't necessarily have to like be at work all the time or just work period whatever it is or there's your own business you're probably not gonna be available all the time no i get that but i also understand because of the way society is set up a lot of men still think in a very traditional way and that is that you know they think that the woman should be available for them whenever they want them and whenever they need them and so they make the assumption that of course I'm going to be away. I'm the breadwinner. I'm going to be making money. So you stay home, you cook and clean, you take care of the kids and be home ready to sex me when I get there. Okay, That's like the traditional way. And I think it's much more difficult to see it with the shoe on the other foot. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, then you need to become the breadwinner then if that's what you want. Yeah, but I think, and I think that is the question though, is, is why is it that, Now that black women have become the most money, the most educated, you know, the most entrepreneurial group in this country at the moment. And I guess for the past five years Mm -hmm. or so, I don't know. Why is that an issue? Why are people so upset? Not people. Men. Well, black men specific. You better say it. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's an issue now all of a sudden. I mean, there was a time when when Mamaw and Meemaw and them (laughs) was at home all day and everybody was happy. But then all of a sudden when Mamaw and Meemaw got a job and started making money and bought their own house and stuff, I think what has happened, men feel displaced. Mm -hmm. And I can understand the sentiment of that, but don't, don't make it my responsibility or my fault that that happened. I mean, I don't know what to tell you what to do. That's like me all of a sudden saying, okay, I've worked so hard and I've sacrificed so much, including being present uh, for my son as a kid. Right? Right. But now I'm in a position where I can help assist him. I can, you know, try to put him in in the places to get him connected. I would not have been able to do that had I not sacrificed. So now knowing all that I have lost and, and given up in this fight to get to where I am, why would I gamble that on just anybody? And why would I gamble that on someone who hasn't gambled it themselves? Here's a question. If you wanted to start a business or if you were going to go buy a car, what do you think the bank is going to ask you for? They're going to ask you for paperwork, right? Well, if you wanted to start a business and you wanted an investor, mm-hmm. What is the investor going to want to see? 
Oh, they want to see like proof that this that the business is successful. Or that no, they want to see what have you put into this. What kind of work have you done? What is your work equity in this? Do you have any money invested in this? Do you did you invest money in yourself? Because if you have no sweat equity, no economic, no equity at all in this, why would I take a chance on you? Yeah. That's how I feel in terms of my life and my relationships. If I can't see that you don't have some kind of sweat equity and some kind of sacrifice that you've made to become successful or to try to be successful, why would I be yoked with you? Right. That's me having worked hard my whole life just to throw it out the window for somebody who wasn't worth it. Why would I do that? Yeah, you got to make sure your investment is profitable. It's going to be profitable or make sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all a gamble. I get that you, yeah. you could be with somebody who has money and they could cheat on you or they could leave you. I get all of that. It's all a gamble. But don't you always try to hedge your bets? My thing is, if that if you want a traditional way of living or a semi-traditional, then you have to, whomever is the breadwinner has to obey by those rules. Well, I mean, I you, hate the word obeying. You, I mean, That's I'm saying, well, no, I, I guess what <laughs> I'm saying is, up. if you're a dude and you don't make a lot of money, Somebody has to pay the bills. So if you if you feel like they're not home all the time or whatever, then you need to step your game up and then well, be my the, thing the is provider. Seek out what is seeking you. In other words, because I want someone who works hard like I do, who is willing to sacrifice to win and to work hard to win, to be able to to make money, to not only afford nice things, but have a nice life, then I want to be yoked with someone like that. I don't want to be yoked with somebody who's not willing to work hard and make the sacrifices necessary to get that job, to make that money. I mean, we all got a lot of dreams that we have that we want to see happen and come to fruition. The question is, what are you doing? Right. I mean, it's great to say, you know, I got a lot of dreams. Okay, well, call me up when your dreams start working in your favor <laughs> or at least when you're doing the work to make them happen everybody wants something but not everyone wants to work to get it yeah that's true i just again i'm just tired of going on social media and someone has found another thing to blame black women for <laughs> it's irritating yeah, it's like an everyday thing it's so weird i just don't i don't get it and i expected so much more from tyler perry I really did. I, I, I just expected so much more from him considering his own struggle, considering his conversations about his, his, his upbringing and the women in his life and, you know, all of that, even the character Medea. She had her own house. Well, she, I think it was her house and her brother was living with her. Yeah. She had oh, her own car. I think that was her boo. It wasn't that her, man, her husband. I, I have no idea. I thought that brother and sister. Yeah. Who knows? Who does know? I don't. I don't even know. But I, I think they were brother and sister. I don't think they were messing around. Okay. I don't think. Well, well, no. What's his name? Was supposed. To, why are we getting into this? I don't know. Because well, I was I, in my head. I was thinking that the character Medea is a strong, independent, self-sustaining black woman. No, she is. So the fact that you created that character and you yourself said you created that character based on the women who were in your life. 
Now, I don't know if the women in your life were single, if they ever found love. I don't know. But clearly, there is something about that particular character that you like. Otherwise, you wouldn't have created it. And you made millions upon millions of dollars off of that character. And now that the character is in real life, it's an issue. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. the part that I don't understand. I mean, I mean, you, you had a point. Level up. That was cold and harsh, but I mean... I don't know. And and I feel like this. Look at it this way. Women know that men like certain things, right? They know that men like a certain type of woman. Because women know that, they will go to great lengths to become the kind of woman that men like. True that. If they know men like itty bitty waist, cute face, big ass. You know what they'll do? They'll go to every doctor in the country to get to whittle down and pump up the butt. (laughs) That sounded gross. They will alter their faces all to look good to get the attention of this man. So look at all that they do. They invest in that to look that particular way because they know that's what men want. Right. I mean, I'm not saying all women do it. I get it. Some women decide that they want a boob job because they don't like the itty bitty acorns that they were gifted with, like myself. I myself don't have acorns, but I do have peaches. And there have been moments in my life where I wanted melons, <laughs> cantaloupes, not watermelon. Cause I, Why you ain't get the melons? I'm just saying. <laughs> right? So I understand that there are women who do those things just for themselves. But by and large, I believe that a lot of women do it because they want the attention of men. Because that's what men rap about. That is what they have in their videos. And I think if you are looking for that kind of relationship, you do what it takes to get it. Yep. And most dudes, well, that are in a certain type of field, those are the women that they walk around with. Yeah. So if you want that. Yeah. yeah. So if women level up like that, which really in my mind is leveling down, because I don't want to change what God gave me. I mean, I might try to make it better, but I ain't going to, you know do too much then where is the effort from from black men Mm -hmm. if you know you like this chick and you know wow you know she already got her own house she got a nice car she icy on the wrists already like yikes she drip drip like she just why would you step to her regular yeah I don't know, man. I just Why wouldn't you try to, you know, I got to get my shit together. Maybe they feel like. Got to get the rapping and get this song to go to number one or whatever the case may be. I don't know. Like, why would you not say, okay, well, the step to her, I know my game got to be right because I got to be able to maintain all of that. All right. Because, and, and I always go back to this. I always go back to this. It's two things that I know for sure. The one thing that my daddy, God rest his soul. So this is not a new age way of thinking because my daddy died when he was in his 70s. Okay. You know what he told me when I was a little girl? I didn't understand it at the time. He said, don't you ever take care of a man. Now I was 12. I had no idea what he was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I get it now, daddy. I understand it. The other thing is that, I mean, that's the first and most basic lesson. I mean, it really is. I lost my train of thought for a second because <laughs> I got caught up thinking about my daddy. <laughs> I just got up talking, thinking about my daddy, thinking about my daddy. But I just, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a crappy situation. I mean, I guess, you know, like I said, if that's your thing, if that's your deal, then it is what it is. But don't force people to settle. That's that's my thing. Yeah. And I, and I actually think that that's what a lot of women, especially women who are successful, and I think a lot of them settle or, you know, they may fall for the D. You know? Fall for the what? For the D. <laughs> you mean the penis? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, you can fall for the D and not keep the D. No, I, I'm just saying. You just but check in with it every week. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's just so hard to, it is hard to actually find a relationship, like a meaningful relationship, depending on what it is that you want, right? But I just don't think that you should settle. And I think that a lot of women do settle, and then they end up in this situations that, and not everybody, so I'm not saying that there hasn't been a relationship where some a dude makes less and it hasn't worked or they're not happy. I'm not saying that either, but there's a lot of stories out there that are very sketchy, so... <laughs> you to know. say the least. <laughs> and they are yeah. quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. One in particular that I just heard about. Yeah, so. Oh! I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Shirley Strawberry! Damn! <laughs> I gotta say it. I had to put it out there. Just because I love Shirley. And I can't imagine, and I don't know what her ex did prior to them getting married. I don't know what his income was like. I don't know where he got his money. I don't know nothing about that. What I do know is that if he had to scam her, that means he didn't have any money. Yeah. Okay. And so again, she took a chance. She fell in love with this guy. She thought he was one thing. He turned out to not be that. And so again, it causes, you know, women to pause and think, wow, like, and again, I get it. This kind of thing could happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, it could happen in any situation. So you do your best to protect yourself, right? Like you you try to, as I said earlier, hedge your bets. Yeah. I would. The house always wins. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't like to gamble. I just don't. I just. Nope. I don't know. Just stop being mad at us. Um, let's figure out a way that we can all get along and love each other and be happy for one another's success. And, you know, yeah, there are going to be some women who say things like, you know, that's why this, that, and that. Okay, great. For every female who is saying that, that's another guy out there who is saying, I would never date a chick who was this, this, and this. So we all got our own hangups, but, you know, let's just find some common ground and Figure out a way to stop dogging each other out. Like, what the hell? Every day, I feel like I'm fighting this fight. Every day, I'm fighting this fight. Like, what is that about? Don't fight. I don't want to. I don't start the fight. I just try to finish it. And those are my thoughts for the podcast today. Hopefully, it won't take me uh, weeks to come out with another podcast. I will be more consistent with the things that I have to say.